breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Grayson Butcher, filed to our city council member. I like to say that that's how you're referred to for years from the dais. Uh, uh, stop it. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've I've said over and over again, it's Butcher, it's Butcher. You know, it's kind of like just a fritz. French pronounce right. you know, spelling of butcher, you know. You know, but the guy that cuts I, the meat like, at the grocery store, he's the butcher. It, it, exactly. Uh, exactly. It, it doesn't seem complicated. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, I digress. No, I, I, well, just just call me. You know, that's all I care. At least, they're, at least they're acknowledging me. I guess that's good. Crime stats for twenty three have come in, and some some categories look good, but some don't look good. And and that was car burglaries and. I think residential burglaries are up, and I know you're concerned about it um, because a lot of the times guns are taken in during those, and and those numbers are spiking. It's it's troublesome, right? Well, historically, I mean, over the last five years, uh, you know, I've sat through a lot of meetings, you know, being the former chair of the Public Safety Committee, uh, where we look at these crime stats and we kind of dig into them, and historically what, what we've seen over the last five years, that any time you have a lot of car burglaries or, you know, household burglaries, you see the murder rate uh, kind of start to tick up. And what, what's happening in a lot of these cases, uh, according to the police department and just, you know, this data that I'm talking about, um, it, these kids are getting out. I say kids. I mean, they're, they're honestly, they're thugs. The thugs are getting out there. They're stealing guns out of cars, and then they're going and using them to commit crimes. And, um, it, you know, it's a historical problem. Um, it, you know, I, I have always been for us. As but it's a city such an easy have, problem to solve, by the way. Well, it is. I mean, lock your car up or take a gun out of the car at night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even now, if you lock I, your car, that window's very easy to break. It, it is. And, and what, what I have proposed, and I proposed this four years ago, was the city having a you know, kind of a robust PR uh, promotion maybe of where, you know, at night, uh, during the nine and 10 o'clock news, Hey, you know, have, have the police chief or the sheriff or, you know, city councilman or the mayor say, Hey, look, lock your cars up. Um, I, I know that sounds real simplistic, but just to remind people, because, you well, know, and I'll, don't I'll, leave a weapon in a car overnight, take it in the house exactly. with you. It doesn't do you any I'll good be- out in the car anyway, if somebody's breaking in your house. Well, here's here's the thing, Mike. You know, and I know you've done it as well. I, I stay so busy. I'll come in. I'll, I'll I'll be rushing to try to do something. I'll think, oh my gosh, where did I leave my wallet? And I'll oh, it's in the car. So I have to go back and get it out. You know, I, I typically am fairly, you know, just because it's on my mind all the time. If I have my gun with me, I, I take it out when I get out of the car. Same but here. I, right. I, I, will, I will I will tell you this. I was uh, I was over at Brooks on Line Avenue probably about I don't know four or five years ago. And I and I did have a gun and I had it in the pocket next to the next to the door, and I, I, my car was locked up, 100 percent locked up. And um, I I got in the car and I was like, "Where's my gun?" And I said, "Well, I must have taken it in whenever I stopped by the house earlier today. It was gone." Mm. So then, about two or three days later, we noticed that the back door it was a suburban. The back door 
somebody had popped the lock on the back door. And I, I, I guess they were just going through the cars. I don't know, and found it and, and stole it. So it can happen to any of us anywhere you are, uh, even even not at night. But, you know, the answer to the question is yes, we are seeing an uptick whenever you see – we saw last year an uptick in these car burglaries and household burglaries. And I just suspect we're going to see a bloody year this year because of that. Do you think it's going to help when lawmakers during the crime session – and we're talking to Grayson Butcher, the city councilman for Shreveport um, – when the lawmakers pass the – concealed carry where you can take that gun and conceal it where so i could bring it in my purse into wherever i'm going i don't have to leave it in my car you think that might help i think it would i i'm for uh i'm for that um i I was last session whenever it didn't pass but but yes i believe so i think if you're a law-abiding citizen and and uh uh, you should be able to. You should be able to carry a gun with you. Um, and, and and what difference does it make? I mean, they, like these thugs we're talking about, they're carrying guns anyway mm-hmm. underneath their you know underneath their shirts and everything else. So uh, you know, I, I think that I ought to have the right to carry mine. Grayson Butcher, a Shreveport City Council member. Grayson, let me ask you this: the when you talk about residential break-ins and burglaries. Do do the numbers correlate at all to the number of halfway houses that are located in neighborhoods? And are there are there regulations uh, regarding halfway houses and what they what they have to follow to be placed into a neighborhood? Well, we we've been looking at that and we're seeing more and more halfway houses pop up around the city. Uh, and most of them, uh, you know, are, are managed well, and and most of them they vet the residents well, uh, you know. But having said that, you never know what you're going to get. We had an instance up in North Shreveport, and, and I supported Councilwoman Taylor on this. You know, the neighbors were upset about it, and this was kind of a newer group that was wanting to put in a halfway house, and um, you know, we kind of we kind of looked at it, and and I think that what I think that the MPC after that. That was about two or three months ago. He's really kind of started looking into it. But, but to answer your question, I, I really don't know where we are or if there's any, you know, any connection with having a halfway house in a neighborhood. I know that in Holland, there's been halfway houses for years. Um, and I know there's you know, a ton of them in Broadmoor. Well, you know, there are. And that, that number has grown over the last four or five years. Yes, I am but very I well aware of that. I just don't know. Uh, I've appraised a few of them, actually. Um, I just don't know if there's any connection to that with those guns. I'd hate to answer that question, Mike. Can you talk? Can, can you stay with us for another segment? Because I want to talk about the uh, the Rev Entertainment deal. Looks like it's dead. Um, and get your opinion about it. Absolutely. And just before we get off the gun deal, just just remember, take your guns out of your car at night uh, because it is a problem. Absolutely. Grayson Butcher, Shreveport City Council, uh, back after the break, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We're on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport City Council member Grayson Butcher joining us this morning. Want to talk you to got you it about- right. You got it right, Mike. You got it right. <laughs> you know, Grayson, it's, it's not difficult. <laughs> well, thank you. Which, look, which leads me to believe it's not uh, unintentional, but go ahead. I looked at the um, Rev Entertainment, the feasibility study that was done by the outside firm that the mayor requested and, and we paid for. It does look like the Rev Entertainment deal is going to be co- pricier than we anticipated. 
and might not bring as much revenue in. Is is that your take as well on why it's been decided that Shreveport should not move forward with the Rev Entertainment Project? Well, I mean, I read through the numbers. I mean, it's, it's kind of confusing to me, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think the bottom line is when you look at what the expenditures are and what the revenue return is, it's pretty simple. I mean, you're looking at over $100 million in capital improvements uh, just to get the project off the ground. Uh, it looks like it's going to create about 165 jobs right away, not with construction. I'm talking about once the project is complete. Right. I just don't know if that's going to be a huge economic driver in, in our current environment right now. And, and, you know, you have to look at it from rate of return. I, d- I do flip houses or have over the past. And, you know, there's there's a margin that you need to have whenever you when you're doing one of those. And this is kind of what what I attribute this to. But, uh, but you know, there were a lot aren't of numbers. There immeasurables that, you know, we can take into account. Aren't there other ancillary benefits to, you know, regentrifying that entire area, rebuilding that, you know, that part of town? You know, benefiting like the State Fair of Louisiana. People won't go to there, won't bring their families to the fair because of that area are, of town. I think, are, I think there are, but I also think that we're, we're, you know, we're in the process of putting a need together of the city of Shreveport on true capital improvements that we need. And uh, you can have a beautiful baseball stadium and com- a sports complex out there, but if we have water lines that aren't pumping water to it, how valuable is that piece of property? I, I, I've said over and over again, and and I think we need to get back to the basics. We've got to fix the issues that we've got. We've got to fix our water and sewage. We have to make sure our police department's funded. We have to make sure our fire department's funded, and we need to make sure that we have streets. Uh, and, and pretty much, I mean, the, the order would be police and fire, of course, and then your water and sewage, and then your streets. I, I, I just think that at this point in in you know our history. Uh, I would love to have it. I think it would be great. I think it would help with the state fair. I think it would help with with things at the Hirsch Memorial Coliseum. It would help with the Independence Bowl. But, I mean, I I went two days uh, during this ice storm without water, Mm -hmm. and uh, we went for a week and a half without having trash picked up. We, we got to get back to the basics before we start uh, before we start doing pie in the sky stuff. Grayson, so what's going to happen with Fairgrounds Field now? Where are we on tearing that down? I know it's been in a legal feud. Um, can you give us an update? Well, I think uh, we asked that question at the last council meeting. I, I believe that you know it's still in litigation, so I really can't talk about it uh, because of, of Mr. Coleman's suit. Uh, we're going to try to get an update on that uh, at the next council meeting. So I really don't have any any information on it. You know, I was a proponent of giving it to a nonprofit. Uh, I think myself and Councilman Nicholson uh, were, were very much in favor of that two or three years ago, and the administration decided to go a different direction. But you know, unfortunately, we've already gone that direction, and uh, we've we've spent a lot of money on preparation of tearing it down. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we have any choice but to tear down the the, the structure now. And hopefully once it's gone, we can, you know, we can figure out a way to possibly get some things in there. And, you know, but we have it, you know, I think that what what we need to focus on as a city right now is dissecting what the bond committee did and deciding what we need to do uh, to get our city back on track. Because we, you know, we're, we're, we have thousands of miles of roads. We have thousands of miles of water and sewer lines. And if we don't get that fixed, um, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, I think you're seeing 
years and years of complacency um, that, that's starting to catch up with us. I mean, Aaron, uh, I, I know you're about to be driving on a wonderful road, yeah. um, which took us almost what? I've been, I've been in council almost six years now. Mm-hmm. took us six years to get it. Um, we need to focus on things like getting things done properly in a timely manner and spending our money wisely because I hear over and over again, just just real quick, I hear over and over again about the 10% water rate increase. Yeah. And, you know, people don't want it. I mean, people are stopping me. I had somebody stop me yesterday. and But we got to get back to the basics. And that's important, Grayson Butcher. But I also, I, I, I'm worried for you because I think the masses in this city do not trust government. And for you guys, to, and, and I know we have those needs, but I'm worried that the public is not going to support it at this point because of a lack of trust. What are y'all doing? How can y'all fix that? So, uh, you know, here's what I have suggested to the mayor. And, and look, I have said this over and over again. You could probably go count the times I've said it at council meetings and on the news and other places. You know, I, I don't trust government. I do think now that we have a group in place that's better than what we've had in quite a while, uh, you've got several, several years of experience at Government Plaza right now. What I've suggested and what the Committee of 100 and what the Chamber has suggested after having meetings with them, we've, we've all decided that we need a construction manager. We need somebody to tell us, okay, if we have X amount of bonds for water and sewage, we need to know where we are, and that they need to report to the to the council mm-hmm. on a monthly basis mm-hmm. on what money has been allocated. Um, and there needs to be somebody. There needs to be a position there at the city that that's all they're doing is making sure where these bonds are. I would like to see, secondly, a website up that lists where, where if Aaron McCarty today wants to talk about it on Kill, you can pull it up and, and you can see exactly where we are with these. Because you're right, people don't trust us. And you're right, the city of Shreveport has not, does not have a good track record of spending this bond money in a timely manner. And we got to change that. I mean, you know, that that was one of my biggest deals. I supported the police and fire bond or public safety bond with, with Perkins. And that was one of my big deals. And look at where we're at. We're, we're two years into it, and we, we just now get the police station planned. We, we need some real plans, and we need some adults in the room that are getting paid big dollars. Our dollars are paying these people to do their job, mm-hmm. and they just need to do their darn jobs. It's as simple as that. Right. Uh, Grayson Butcher, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. You mentioned the previous administration. And going back to Rev Entertainment, did did the Perkins administration say that that project was not going to cost the city money? Well, you know, I can remember the first day that we met with Rev, which, by the way, very impressive. Very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. Sean Not Decker always. and his crew, they were, yeah. I, I, I any, Anytime, anytime. Perkins would call me for a meeting. I was skeptical. And I remember riding up the elevator with John Nicholson, and he and I were talking about what kind of Ponzi scheme we were about to get into, honestly. <laughs> and then then we get up to the, you know, we were at the Skybox at the Independent Stadium. We get up there, and they presented it to us. It was the two of us together. And we both looked at each other and said, this this could really be the big deal, you know? I mean, why are we waiting until the fourth year of your mayor? to you know to come up with something like this mm. um but but anyway uh, it was it was very impressive on the way down i rode down with uh with the mayor and we had a conversation about how it's going to be funded and he told us that 
it could be funded, uh, that it was not going to cost any tax dollars, which now we're realizing what he was talking about is some type of bond issue that would be thrown together. I don't think in his defense that he realized or Rev realized the amount that this was going to cost us. Right. Absolutely. Shreveport Councilman Grayson Butcher. Thanks, sir. Appreciate your time. Hey, thank you all. Y'all have a good morning, okay? Mm-hmm. You too. Good. Thank you, Grayson. 101 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike and McCarty. Thanks again, Grayson Butcher, for uh, talking with us this morning. So bad. I just asked you to do me a favor a minute ago, and you didn't do it. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I went and looked. There are no steaks in the kitchen. I wanted you to go cook me a steak. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry for some meat. And, and look, you- and, and she says that, and I went and heated my coffee up and came back in. And on her monitor, I said, what were you looking at? There's all these dinners. I was and- looking at steaks and these meal plans things, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, my, You so really good. are hungry. I was getting, I'm, was getting really hungry. And then, you know, the other, there's two things I'm craving right now. A, a nice ribeye, juicy ribeye steak or a bologna sandwich. Is there a restaurant in town where you can go order a bologna sandwich? I haven't had bologna since I was probably... No, 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 I take that back. Subway has that cold-cut trio. And they have bologna? And I think bologna's okay. on the, And I have gotten those. I like those. Where can I go get a grilled bologna sandwich? Is there a place? <laughs> it's funny. I want to know I've about I've been seeing it. stuff online, and I, I have to look it up, and may, maybe I'll figure it out. But there's something in town called bougie bologna. <laughs> I saw that. Have you seen that? I, okay, I good. Have, I didn't imagine and that's it. what it is? I, I, I don't know where you can get it. I'm going to ha- I'm gonna have to do some research. Okay. Message us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Get Aaron some bougie bo- baloney. Bougie baloney. That's what I want today. I'm all set. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Pimento loaf? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm okay with the loafs, you know, the, the olive loaf, the, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Olive loaf, yeah. Uh, I don't you mind You probably that. eat cottage cheese too, don't you? Eh, not, not so much anymore, no. Yeah. Ugh, nasty stuff. If you load it up with enough sugar and pineapple, cottage cheese isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. They used to call that a salad back in the day. How oh, insane yeah. is that? Oh, yuck. The bologna sandwich. I'm just craving one. That's funny. Isn't that weird? There's Subway right across the, down, yeah. right across the road. But I want it grilled. You know, I want it uh, on the white bread anyway. I'm sorry. That's my craziness. Wonder bread. Yeah. <laughs> FM 710 Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We were talking during the break. Romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. The rom com. Yep, we're we're a week away from Valentine's Day. Is it really? Yeah. No, no, no. Are you serious? It's next week. Yeah. Next Wednesday. My gosh. Mm-hmm. You better get to shopping, boy. Nope. <laughs> That's one thing. I uh, nope. No. You gotta get her a card or something. Well, of course. We're With no we're going, fancy jewelry. No, no. Valentine's Day is not a not a big deal. Wow. Um, 
First of all, we've been married 40 years for crying yes, out loud. Yeah, true. Not that that's not that you have to slack off. Mm-hmm. But just neglect the wife after about 35 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, you can just forget about her. I'm just joking. <laughs> she does not like to spend money. That's all I'll say. I know, I know. If you bought her a, a piece of jewelry, she'd make you take it back. Yeah, she doesn't like fresh flowers, you know. Yeah. It's a waste of money. Waste of money. So mm-hmm. we're going out to dinner with friends. Okay. And we and we enjoy movies, you know, right. things like that. But I got a piece. It's a Hallmark the, holiday. Yeah, the the favorite Netflix movie rom com oh. in each state. Yeah, it's full metal jacket, isn't it? No. That's in Ruben's house. <laughs> that's not it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's your major malfunction pile? I've never heard of these. For Louisiana, it's a movie called Falling in Love I N N. It's a woman who, I guess, she gets this dilapidated hotel and she's fixing it up, and it's in nothing. Is that a New Hallmark Zealand. movie? Sounds like a Hallmark. It does, movie. and then she falls in love with a guy, I guess, who's helping her restore the the inn. It stars Christina Christina Milian, and uh, I'm sure it's beautiful. It's New Zealand setting. I just never heard of it. In Texas, it's another one I've never heard of. You've got this. It's about an executive and an ad, and an ad executive have great marriage until he wants to be a dad and bring someone new home. Just don't bring a kid home to surprise your wife. That doesn't sound real romantic to me, but it's a romantic movie. Number one rom-com in the country is really no surprise. Did you read it already? I don't want you to cheat. I, no, I, I did. I read it. It's not, it doesn't surprise me. It's Pretty yeah. Woman. yeah. Wouldn't you think that's pretty who, who, accurate? Who, who wouldn't fall in love with a hooker? I mean, you know. <laughs> so, come on. What about uh, Green Mile? I mean, no, you know, something. No. No. Ugh. <laughs> I, would go- I hate romantic comedies. Do you I really? really? Do. Uh, one of my favorites is a movie called Cecil B. Demented. It's a John Waters movie. That. Yes. And uh, they kidnap a rom-com star and and have her do all this crazy stuff on camera, oh. including but not limited to ki- killing people. <laughs> oh, so Lord. that's your Valentine's Day night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, see, okay, uh, let me let me jump on the other end of that spectrum. I like rom-com. I like romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Not 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 stupid ones. Right. But when they're done, like Harry Met Sally. Cute. I mean, come yes. on. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It was good. That was what a, a good great, one. I even liked Joe versus the Volcano. Do you yeah. remember that oh, movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember that one? Not many people remember. Exactly. It's a great odd little, odd little, but it was Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. But for They ro- did several. For romantic, it's not a comedy, but for romantic movies, I don't think you beat The Notebook. I mean, just so romantic, but it's not a comedy. But for romance and just, oh, gosh, tearjerker, oh, man, that's up there. You don't like The Notebook? Sorry. They have a shortened version of it on YouTube that I like watching. It's pretty funny. The steno pad? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the scene where they're laying in the middle of the road, and then they they cut it to where the, it looks like the car just runs over them, and then the credits roll. <laughs> Ruben! <laughs> Ruben, and you watch this? Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's like three minutes. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> it took three minutes to run over them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys don't like the notebook? No. That's I, un-American. I, 
I don't know. I'm I'm going through justified for the fifth time. So. <laughs> oh, that's romantic. <laughs> I'm on the new season of True Detective. Oh boy, y'all are some sexy dudes. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm, I'm look. I'm not saying I I don't mind romantic movies. Uh, oh. But they you got to give me something. I know. Three hours of out of Africa. No, no, I mean, no, no, that no, was, no, that's not good. No. I just, that was, that's the best nap I've had in a long time. <laughs> I got dirty looks from the the old ladies in front of me because I did, I did. I, I, you were snoring? I was out. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> not a good one. But I don't know where Netflix gets this, these numbers because I never even heard of some of these. No, I've never heard of any of them or the people in them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mauricio Achman. Did yeah. you know him? Not a clue. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Keel. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, Ruben found your your bougie baloney. And how we yeah. how are you how how do you get baloney out of B O L O G N A? Bologna, yeah. Bologna. I don't, I don't know. Bougie baloney. Ruben, what's what's their sandwich. what's their slogan? Well, we can't say it on the air, oh, but let's can. let's just say it's one hundred percent booty meat free. Boot <laughs> hole. <laughs> Oh, my And it said 100% butthole free. Oh, wow. Bougie bologna, because you deserve better than booze. But I don't want cheese on my sandwich. They put oh, cheese yeah. on it. Well, yeah, you got to have cheese. And then they put jelly on it. I don't want any jelly on it. I just want no. bologna. Wait, wait, just jelly? Bologna. Jelly on a bologna sandwich? That's what it said. That's odd. I no. don't I don't want that. Hold the jelly. I even want you to hold the cheese. And, yeah. I, and I'm looking at this bologna, and it almost looks like spam. It looks really good. It's just not that light pink-looking bologna. This oh, has got just, some texture to it. I'm just craving a bologna sandwich for now, some it's, stupid reason. Okay, it's is this right? $10 a pound? For bologna? Yeah. Oh, my. I, am I looking at that right? I don't oh, know. Well. Just make me a sandwich. That's Nine ninety nine. This. This is an eight ounce package for four ninety nine. Well, that's why it's called bougie bologna. Yeah, there you go. Oh, but it man. is one hundred percent whole free. <laughs> it's all pork shoulder, is what it says. It's all the shoulder. Okay. All right. Ah, oh, bologna sandwiches. Do you remember those as a kid? Oh, heck you would just yeah. go fry it up in the pan. And then throw it on the bread with the butter and then just grill the bread. Oh, man. Yeah, nothing better. I love hot dogs, too. And I'm sure hot dogs have... Oh, you're not supposed to eat hot dogs anymore. Sure. Nor bologna. You're not supposed to eat any of that anymore. Well, they said bacon wasn't good for you either, but... I know. You're not supposed to eat bacon either. Then they say, well, yeah, it's better. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you're not supposed to eat, but it's still delicious. I love the first person that ever caramelized bacon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let's cook God. this. Let's cook this in brown sugar. Yeah, I had a lady. I don't know what it was at one of the markets, and she had um, bacon. It was bacon on a stick, but it had it was dipped in chocolate. Oh, I've had that at the fair. <laughs> that might be where it was. Yeah, I had you, that at the fair. You would not think it was good. Oh my God! It's, oh, I uh, think that would be decadent. Oh, it was I, I would so think that'd good. Be good. Yeah. But you could feel your arteries clogging right, as you right. ate it. 
you could feel things tightening up. You're like, oh, I should never be eating this. But it was delicious. Yeah, don't tell your cardiologist you had that yeah, for no sure. Yeah, no doubt. I don't no think doubt. you have to tell them if you go in <laughs> right. to see them. And they look at the x-ray, oh, you had bacon on the stick with dipped in chocolate, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you did. They yeah, probably here know. it is, right here. In, in, yeah. It lights up the screen, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, I'm, I'm over bacon because I don't want to pay $10 a pound for it. So, I mean, I'm over bologna. I don't want to pay 10 bucks a pound for it. That's too much. <laughs> too much. I'm going to just have to bite the bullet and get some so we can try it. We're going to have to try it. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got an air fryer here. We can throw it in oh, the air fryer. Oh, yum. 1017 FM, 710 Kilo, Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Grayson Butcher, proud to our city council member. I like to say that that's how you're referred to for years from the dais. Ah, uh, uh, stop it. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've I've said over and over again, it's Butcher, it's Butcher. You know, it's kind of like just a fritz. Spelling of butcher, you know. You know the guy that cuts the meat at the grocery store. He's the butcher. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't seem complicated. (laughs) Well, anyway, I digress. No, just just call me. You know, that's all I care. At least they're at least they're acknowledging me. I guess that's good. Crime stats for twenty three have come in, and some some categories look good, but some don't look good. And and that was car burglaries and. I think residential burglaries are up, and I know you're concerned about it um, because a lot of the times guns are taken in during those, and and those numbers are spiking. It's it's troublesome, right? Well, historically, I mean, over the last five years, uh, you know, I've sat through a lot of meetings, you know, being the former chair of the Public Safety Committee, uh, where we look at these crime stats and we kind of dig into them, and historically what, what we've seen over the last five years, at any time you have a lot of car burglaries or, you know, household burglaries, you see the murder rate uh, kind of start to tick up. And what, what's happening in a lot of these cases, uh, according to the police department and just, you know, this data that I'm talking about, um, it, it, these kids are getting out, I say kids, I mean, they're, they're honestly, they're thugs. The thugs are getting out there. They're stealing guns out of cars and then they're going and using them to commit crimes. And, um, it, you know, it's a historical problem. Um, it, you know, I have always been for us. As but it's a city, such an easy have, problem to solve, by the way. Well, it is. I mean, lock your car up or take a gun out of the car at night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even that, if you lock that, your car, that window's very easy to break. It, it is. And, and what, what I have proposed, and I proposed this four years ago, was the city having a you know, kind of a robust PR uh, promotion maybe of where, you know, at night uh, during the 9 and 10 o'clock news, hey, you know, have have the police chief or the sheriff or, you know, city councilman or the mayor say, hey, look, lock your cars up. Um, I, I know that sounds real simplistic, but just to remind people because, you well, know. And I'll, don't I'll, leave a weapon in a car overnight. Take it in the house exactly. with you. It doesn't do you any I'll good be- out in the car anyway if somebody's breaking in your house. Well, here's here's the thing, Mike, you know, and I know you've done it as well. I, I stay so busy. I'll come in. I'll, I'll, I'll be rushing to try to do something. I'll think, oh, my gosh, where did I leave my wallet? And I'll say, oh, it's in the car. So I have to go back and get it out. You know, I, I typically am fairly 
you know, just because it's on my mind all the time. If I have my gun with me, I, I take it out when I get out of the car. Same but here. I, right. I, I, will, I will tell you this. I was uh, I was over at Brooks on Line Avenue probably about, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I, and I did have a gun and I had it in a pocket next to the, next to the door. And I, I, my car was locked up, 100% locked up. And um, I, I got in the car and I was like, where's my gun? And I said, well, I must have taken it in whenever I stopped by the house earlier today. It was gone. Mm. So then about two or three days later, we noticed that the back door it was a suburban. The back door, somebody had popped the lock on the back door. And I, I, I guess they were just going through the cars. I don't know and found it and, and stole it. So it can happen to any of us anywhere you are, uh, even even not at night. But, you know, the answer to the question is, yes, we are seeing an uptick whenever you see we saw last year an uptick in these car burglaries and household burglaries. And I just suspect we're going to see a bloody year this year because of that. Do you think it's going to help when lawmakers during the crime session and we're talking to Grayson Butcher, the city councilman for Shreveport, um, when the lawmakers pass the concealed carry where you can take that gun and conceal it where so i could bring it in my purse into wherever i'm going i don't have to leave it in my car you think that might help i think it would i i'm for uh i'm for that um i I was last session whenever it didn't pass but but yes i believe so i think if you're a law-abiding citizen and and uh uh, you should be able to. You should be able to carry a gun with you. Um, and, and and what difference does it make? I mean, they, like these thugs we're talking about, they're carrying guns anyway mm-hmm. underneath their you know underneath their shirts and everything else. So uh, you know, I, I think that I ought to have the right to carry mine. Grayson Butcher, Shreveport City Council member. Grayson, let me ask you this: the when you talk about residential break-ins and burglaries. Do do the numbers correlate at all to the number of halfway houses? that are located in neighborhoods and are there are there regulations uh, regarding halfway houses and what they what they have to follow to be placed into a neighborhood well we we've been looking at that and we're seeing more and more halfway houses pop up around the city uh and most of them uh you know are, are managed well and and most of them they vet the residents well uh you know but having said that you never know what you're going to get. We had an instance up in North Shreveport, and, and I supported Councilwoman Taylor on this. You know, the neighbors were upset about it. And this was kind of a newer group that was wanting to put in a halfway house. And, um, you know, we kind of, we kind of looked at it. And, and I think that what, I think that the MPC, that the, after that, that was about two or three months ago, has really kind of started looking into it. But, but to answer your question, I, I really don't know where we are or if there's any, you know, any connection with having a halfway house in a neighborhood. I know that in Holland, there's been halfway houses for years. Um, and I know there's you know, a ton of them in Broadmoor. Well, you know, there are. And that, that number has grown over the last four or five years. Yes, I am but very I well aware of that. I just don't know. Uh, I've appraised a few of them, actually. Um, I just don't know if there's any connection to that with those guns. I'd hate to answer that question, Mike. Can you talk? Can can you stay with us for another segment? Because I want to talk about the uh, the Rev Entertainment deal. Looks like it's dead, um, and get your opinion about it. Absolutely. And just before we get off the gun deal, just just remember, take your guns out of your car at night uh, because it is a problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Grayson yeah. Butcher, Shreveport City Council. Uh, back after the break. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike and McCart. Big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 
We're on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport City Council Member Grayson Butcher joining us this morning. Want to talk? You to got you it about- right. You got it right, Mike. You got it right. <laughs> you know, Grayson, it's it's not difficult. <laughs> well, thank you. Which, look- which leads me to believe it's not uh, unintentional. But go ahead. I looked at the um, Rev Entertainment, the feasibility study that was done by the outside firm that the mayor requested and and we paid for. It does look like the Rev Entertainment deal is going to be pricier than we anticipated and might not bring as much revenue in. Is is that your take as well on why it's been decided that Shreveport should not move forward with the Rev Entertainment project? Well, I mean, I read through the numbers. I mean, it's, it's kind of confusing to me, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think the bottom line is when you look at what the expenditures are and what the revenue return is, it's pretty simple. I mean, you're looking at over $100 million in capital improvements uh, just to get the project off the ground. Uh, it looks like it's going to create about 165 jobs right away, not with construction. I'm talking about once the project is complete. Right. I just don't know if that's going to be a huge economic driver in, in our current environment right now. And, and, you know, you have to look at it from rate of return. I, d- I do flip houses or have over the past. And, you know, there's there's a margin that you need to have whenever you when you're doing one of those, and this is kind of what what I attribute this to. But, but you know, there were a lot aren't of numbers. There immeasurables that you know we can take into account. Aren't there other ancillary benefits to you know regentrifying that entire area, rebuilding that you know that part of town, you know, benefiting like the State Fair of Louisiana? People won't go to there, won't bring their families to the fair. Because of that area of town. I think there are, are, but I also think that we're, we're, you know, we're in the process of putting a need together of the city of Shreveport on true capital improvements that we need. And uh, you can have a beautiful baseball stadium and sports complex out there, but if we have water lines that aren't pumping water to it, how valuable is that piece of property? I've said over and over again, and and I think we need to get back to the basics. We've got to fix the issues that we've got. We've got to fix our water and sewage. We have to make sure our police department's funded. We have to make sure our fire department's funded, and we need to make sure that we have streets. Uh, And pretty much, I mean, the order would be police and fire, of course, and then your water and sewage, and then your streets. I I just think that at this point in, in, you know, our history, uh, I would love to have it. I think it would be great. I think it would help with the state fair. I think it would help with with things at the Hirsch Memorial Coliseum. It would help with the Independence Bowl. But I mean, I, I went two days uh, during this ice storm without water, mm-hmm. and uh, we went for a week and a half without having trash picked up. We, we got to get back to the basics before we start uh, before we start doing pie in the sky stuff. Grayson, so what's going to happen with Fairgrounds Field now? Where are we on tearing that down? I know it's been an illegal feud. Um, can you give us an update? Well, I think uh, we asked that question at the last council meeting. I, I believe that you know it's still in litigation, so I really can't talk about it uh, because of, of Mr. Coleman's suit. Uh, we're going to try to get an update on that uh, at the next council meeting. So I really don't have any any information on it. You know, I was a proponent of giving it to a nonprofit. Uh, I think myself and Councilman Nicholson uh, were, were very much in favor of that two or three years ago, and the administration decided to go a different direction. But you know, unfortunately, we've already gone that direction, and uh, we've we've spent a lot of money on preparation of tearing it down. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we have any choice but to tear down the the, the structure now. 
And hopefully once it's gone, we can, you know, we can figure out a way to possibly get some things in there. And, you know, but we have, a, you know, I think that what, what we need to focus on as a city right now is dissecting what the bond committee did and deciding what we need to do uh, to get our city back on track. Because we, you know, we, we're, we're, we have thousands of miles of roads. We have thousands of miles of water and sewer lines. And if we don't get that fixed, um, we're going to be in trouble. I mean, I think you're seeing years and years of complacency um, that, that start to catch up with us. I mean, Aaron, uh, I, I know you're about to be driving on a wonderful road, yeah. um, which took us almost what? I've been, I've been in council almost six years now. Mm-hmm. took us six years to get it. Um, we need to focus on things like getting things done properly in a timely manner and spending our money wisely because I hear over and over again, just, just real quick, I hear over and over again about the 10% water rate increase. Yeah. And, you know, people don't want it. I mean, people are stopping me. I had somebody stop me yesterday. And But we got to get back to the basics. And that's important, Grayson Butcher. But I also, I, I, I'm worried for you because I think the masses in this city do not trust government. And for you guys, to, and, and I know we have those needs, but I'm worried that the public is not going to support it at this point because of a lack of trust. What are y'all doing? How can y'all fix that? So, uh, you know, here's what I have suggested to the mayor. And, and look, I have said this over and over again. You could probably go count the times I've said it at council meetings and on the news and other places. You know, I, I don't trust government. I do think now that we have a group in place that's better than what we've had in quite a while. Uh, you've got several, several years of experience at Government Plaza right now. What I've suggested and what the Committee of 100 and what the Chamber has suggested after having meetings with them, we've we've all decided that we need a construction manager. We need somebody to tell us, okay, if we have X amount of bonds for water and sewage, we need to know where we are. And that they need to report to the, to the council mm-hmm. on a monthly basis mm-hmm. on what money has been allocated. Um, and there needs to be somebody, there needs to be a position there at the city that that's all they're doing is making sure where these bonds are. I would like to see, secondly, a website up that lists where, where if Erin McCarty today wants to talk about it on Kill, she can pull it up and, and you can see exactly where we are with these. Because you're right, people don't trust us. And you're right, the city of Shreveport has not does not have a good track record of spending this bond money in a timely manner and we got to change that i mean you know that that was one of my biggest deals i supported the police and fire bond or public safety bond with with perkins and that was one of my big deals and look at where we're at we're we're two years into it and we, we just now get the police station planned we we need some real plans and we need some adults in the room that are getting paid big dollars. Our dollars are paying these people to do their job, mm-hmm. and they just need to do their darn jobs. It's right. as simple as that. Right. Uh, Grayson Butcher, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. You mentioned the previous administration. And going back to Rev Entertainment, did did the Perkins administration say that that project was not going to cost the city money? Well, you know, I can remember the first day that we met with Rev, which, by the way, very impressive. Very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. Sean always, Decker and his crew, they were, yeah. I, I, I anytime, anytime Perkins would call me for a meeting, I was skeptical. And I remember riding up the elevator with John Nicholson, and he and I were talking about what kind of Ponzi scheme we were about to get into, <laughs> honestly. And then 
then we get up to the, you know, we were at the Skybox at the Independent Stadium. We get up there and they presented it to us. It was the two of us together. And we both looked at each other and said, this, this could really be the big deal, you know? I mean, why are we waiting until the fourth year of your mayor? to you know to come up with something like this mm. um but but anyway uh, it was it was very impressive uh, on the way down i rode down with uh with the mayor and we had a conversation about how it's going to be funded and he told us that it could be funded uh that it was not going to cost any tax dollars which now we're realizing what he was talking about is some type of bond issue that would be thrown together i don't think in his defense that he realized or rev realized the amount that this was going to cost us. Right, absolutely. Shreveport Councilman Grayson Butcher. Thanks, sir. Appreciate your time. Hey, thank y'all. Y'all have a good morning, okay? Mm-hmm. You too. Good. Thank you, Grayson. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarthy. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. This flooding going on in California. Mm-hmm. I'm glad my mom has moved back here. Um, there, there's a phrase, and maybe you're, I, maybe you know more about this than I do. Atmospheric river causing this flooding. Have you, have you heard that before? No. Atmospheric river. Not a peep. No. And I'm wondering. Well, it's causing flooding. Is it? I didn't know what it was. What's an I'll atmospheric be, I'll river? I'll be honest. Um. Okay, let me. I, I had to look it up, and I'm on the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration It says they are relatively long, narrow regions in the atmosphere. So it's kind of like the jet stream, I think. Yeah, kinda, okay. That's kind of how I envision it. It's not right. a river. It's not a okay. river on the ground of water. Hmm. It's 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 like a river in the sky, according to Noah, that transports most of the water vapor outside of the tropics. Oh, my. And it says atmospheric rivers can vary greatly in size and strength. And hmm. uh, so, yeah, Golly. It, it carries the amount of water vapor roughly equivalent to the average flow of water at the mouth of the Mississippi River. Whoa. Wow. And that's just average. That's- when it, when it makes landfall, they can often release this water. Uh, it says strong atmospheric rivers can transport up to 15 times that amount. So I think that's what's happened in California. Yeah, they've had over 300 mudslides, at least three deaths blamed on the storms. They're still getting rain in some parts. It's it's just they're bracing for even more problems because it's going to. And I, that's part of the thing I don't understand about California. When you build your house on a on a hill like they do and then when the mudslides come it wipes them out right it completely wipes them out like when we have here in in the river when you build inside okay, the levees I mean, you, I, you beat me to it what are you thinking and how do you get insurance i don't know if, there's a reason that levee is there yeah and you're going to build on the river side of the levee expensive homes yeah expensive I, homes i don't get it I don't understand it. I really don't. And I'm, you know, California's bracing for even more. L.A.'s getting hit pretty hard. Yeah. Big time. I can understand building on the side of a mountain. I mean, you know, it's it, 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 sort of more than building inside a levee. The ones on the ocean, though, I'm like, you're on a cliff overlooking the ocean, and those things collapse. <laughs> I, 
you hope you got some good engineers going on going I'm, for you. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but there there used to be a listing on Zillow of a house in uh, Los Angeles. It was built beachside, way up on a hill, and it's selling for a few million dollars. <gasps> but part of it, including part of the swimming pool, has already slid into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still trying to sell it. Oh, let me go run and get that. Yeah. Right. Mm. Let's see. Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> Missing pool. Oh. One what? Seven FM, seven ten keel. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We're still getting messages, by the way, on your baloney, your bougie baloney. <laughs> Uh, biscuit company that mm-hmm. sounds awesome it's over there on line avenue i've heard a lot of good things I know about these guys yeah do they're you great. yeah okay fantastic. wait what is this tell me about this guy i love local there they sell biscuits not too far from bird high i believe okay, right so it's not like it's not a manufacturing no it's it's a hundred percent local Okay, but yeah, I mean, I they, they, it's it's not like the you need a biscuit or whatever, is it? No, 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 it's the retail. Yeah, you can okay, go in and buy. Okay, it's a retail store. Yeah. Okay. They all, all kind of specialty foods, and they specialize in biscuits. And um, there's some sort of stuffed biscuit that people are saying is like to die for. I've never tried the place. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't tried that one, but I've tried others, and they're pretty dang good. They're, they're like biscuits that you'll never, you'll oh, never yeah. taste another biscuit. Like so, so when they say biscuit, it's it's like what we call biscuits. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, not not the good, not the English biscuits, not no, the English not cookies, no. cookie, right? <laughs> no, no, no. The Disney Biscuit Company. Right. No, these are really good biscuits. Everybody says, and I haven't gone yet. And then now I'm here, and they have the bougie bologna, and they actually sell a bougie bologna. They call it a sando, a sandwich. Okay. Um, that you can get, and it has. Uh, cheese on it and see, jelly. I'm all about the sandwich. Oh, uh, see, but I'm I'm afraid it, it's sandwich. probably on a biscuit. I may be wrong. I just I just want a plain old bologna sandwich on on white bread. I don't want any cheese. I just want it grilled in French mustard. Mustard. I'll put a little mustard yeah, on it. Okay, yeah, French, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it. You know, I think we need to call our state lawmakers because I think. Grilling bologna in butter probably should be illegal. Okay, Michelle Obama. It probably should if be. I, now, I, now I'm going to go home and fry some in butter. I know, and that's how I love it. And then I flip Don't the bread over me. and I, I grill. Can't. I grill the bread right there in that butter juice, the brown butter juice. Oh. And oh man, I could sit there and eat three of those. Great. Now I'm hungry. I oh. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just did that to y'all. I apologize. But yeah, I was craving. First, I was craving a steak, and somebody told me I had a nutrition specialist said if you're craving, you know, red meat, you have a an iron deficiency of some sort or something else you're deficient in. Yeah, and so I've you need that. you need to go get you a, get you a big hunk of meat. Go get a burger. Yeah, get a burger or something. So or get an iron tablet. Uh, which do I want? Iron yeah, right. tablet or a steak? <laughs> iron tablet or a steak? Right. I'm gonna go with the steak probably or the bougie bologna. How much iron you think's in bologna? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Apparently if there are too there many health benefits to bologna. Holes in bologna. <laughs> uh, 
Health benefits to baloney. I wonder how far that'll go on your Google search. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not okay. far at all. So, okay, back to the biscuit and in, in the sandwiches. Okay. Um, this is on Line Avenue, you said? You, you know the so. people? Yeah. yeah. You know them? Yeah. I know, I know them. Okay. Good folks. Cool. Yeah. Good folks. Okay. Kanye and Paul, they, they, they do a good job over there. Where is it exactly? I, this I, is I, not a commercial for Shreveport Biscuit I'll Company, they, but, they, but when they, I was local and when I was getting biscuits from them, they, they were still doing it out of their house. I have not been to the to the location. Yet. Oh wow! I'm told yeah. So they've Across been doing the this street. a while. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So they said these are so good. People go, you need to do a location, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely. told it's across the street from the old Glenwood Tea Room. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. right there by Bird High School. Then. Yeah, I may be wrong, but that's what I, I'm told. They're right in that area where Sweetport um, is, like right in there. Yeah, I think that's the where, ice yeah, cream. I think that's exactly where it is. And so, yeah, they, they great local business. You know, go by and shop. Tell them we were talking about their bougie bologna. <laughs> bougie. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I drive by it every single day, but they're not there when I'm there. When I go by hmm. at four thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, not no, there. No, <laughs> they're no. not there yet. <laughs> I don't think they're like a donut shop. I don't think they have to get up that early to make the biscuits. I I, I do see people milling around in Julianne's Bakery when I drive by there. Oh, definitely. The lights coming on, you know. You need to go in there and tell them, what y'all got? You got anything ready yet? I know. <laughs> Bang on the window, yes. scare that poor girl to death. What fresh? Hey, hey. What's over here now? Oh, the croissant. Oh, man. That's good stuff in there, too. <laughs> that whole area has always had great stuff. I miss oh, yeah. the tea room, though. Man, the tea room was just the bomb. Yeah, I never, obviously, never went there. Golly. I'm sorry. I don't, I like, I like my pinky down on the sandwich. I don't like it sticking up when I eat. That was a wonderful spot. Loved it for you. <laughs> seven FM, seven ten kill bougie baloney. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on one oh one seven FM and seven ten kill. We were talking earlier with Shreveport City Councilman Grayson Butcher about uh, Rev Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I first heard this, I guess last week, late last week was when it came out, bless you. Thank you. That uh, the deal essentially was done, dead. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed. Yeah. We have, we seem to be, you know, trying to build some momentum in this area, in this market, um, with, with some positive things happening, a lot of positive economic things, you know, going on. I understand. I understand we need to, we need to work on water and sewage and lights, but you, you also have a quality of life issue in an area. And you look at areas that are successful. Now, obviously, which came first? We got a message that said, did anyone really believe the Rev Entertainment Project would fly? Mm. I, I I hoped. But they say, let's work on streets, lights, water, and sewerage, and law enforcement needs. And absolutely, we need to do those Back things. Back to basics is what most people say. Do the basics brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Right. I, my whole I don't problem, disagree with that. My whole problem with the Rev deal I'm was... I'm just disappointed. It was, it was a wonderful package. But I still think in the grand scheme of things, if you build it, will they come? Because I still think that part of town is still an area that you would be gambling 
you would be gambling, hoping it would be such a cool venue. Well, you act like that, when you drive through, they're just taking shots at your car. I understand that. But and you that's know, not the case. You know the perception in this town of that area. Um, you know it when we have the state fair. You know it when there's anything going on over there. That the perception is that area of town is dangerous. And so my worry would be you're, t- you're making, yes, you're doing a great improvement. And yes, it could change the face of that neighborhood. But you're also gambling that that will happen. And are we are we a city that's at a point where we can make that $115 million gamble? So you just don't do anything? I, I don't know. I, I, I think you maybe get businesses that will bring some – pony up some money to the table too. You know, you need to have some skin in the game. Well, sure. And, and, and I thought Rev – I thought they were bringing some skin into the game. Well, they were going to bring baseball and they were going to manage it and et cetera and do some things. But in terms of putting dollars up front, right? it was all us. And, you know, I'm hoping that we'll have Sean Decker and the mayor on tomorrow and let's go in-depth about it and let's talk about it. Are there other options? Is there a possibility of working with us in the future? Um, could we scale it back some? But this city is not in a financial position right now sure. to put up to any bear kind the of, entire brunt, yeah, right? When we have so many other needs that it would be really tough. And will you see the return on the investment? My worry is it's a huge gamble, and I don't know that the well. Obviously, should, yeah. Tom and the city officials say there's not. The, you know, they don't see the return. On right. the investment, mm-hmm. absolutely not that particular one hundred what one hundred twenty million. Yeah, it was going to cost it? us at least eight million a year to pay back to pay it back, and you know, don't know that we'd have those that much revenue coming in. We'll have to wait and see. We'll talk to them tomorrow. We hope. Uh, also tomorrow, uh, kind of a fun new semi new crew mm-hmm. for Mardi Gras. We'll find out more about the crew of Oceanus. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven FM, seven ten keel dot com.